You're listening to the NASM CPT Podcast with Rick Ritchie, the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the NASM CPT Podcast. My name is Rick Ritchie, and today I want to talk about creativity in training. Being creative, I think it's vitally important to talk about this. And let me just tell you a little story about how this came up. Because today I was working with a client who was telling me that he was going to go out of town to another place that he owns. It's a nice little getaway for him and his partner. So he's often gone during the warmer months, which must be fun to imagine as we are currently in the middle of February and I am in New York City. So the chill is there. So I suggested, maybe we can do virtual training while you're gone. And he was like, oh yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Uh, He said it was something that he wanted to do, but he mentioned also that he doesn't really have any equipment. And I assured him, I assured him that it was going to be okay and that we could keep the workouts interesting and fun uh, while he has minimal equipment. And that, that statement, keeping it interesting and fun, it made me start to think about how I've said on this podcast, multiple times in the past that I am not a fan of the quote, I never do the same exercise twice. I always like to be new and creative, etc. cetera. Um, and I stand, I stand by that. But what I don't want anyone to think is that I'm not a fan of creativity and training. I love creativity and training. I applaud it. I celebrate it. I encourage creativity and training. So why is creativity so important? Well, I think it turns out that people don't like being bored. (laughs) And so that that could be part of it. And there are benefits to doing routine activities. There are benefits to spicing it up. This holds true in relationships. By the way, hope you had a great Valentine's Day. This holds true in fitness. So we can get stuck in our workout cycles. We get into these ruts. Sometimes people love to tell me, they come up, they talk to me about workouts and they'll say, I do split routines. I do three day splits, back and bys, chest and tries, legs and shoulders. And I'll say, how long have you been doing that routine? And they go, I don't know, six, 17 years. And I'm like, oh, wow. (laughs) I, I applaud your consistency. However, being a personal trainer, you likely not keep a client if you keep doing the same three-day split weekend and week out. So how much variety is needed and how much variety is too much? How much is too much? And I don't know. I don't know that we have a dose response on this, but you can kind of feel it out with your clients if you focus on being intuitive. And I think that you can also figure this out through asking them. And I think it's weird because sometimes we don't talk to our clients. We don't ask our clients about the workouts. How do you feel about the workouts? How do you think they're going? Do you like the direction of it? Do you like the outcomes of it? How are the workouts? Right? Are you are you enjoying them? And you know, there there are a lot of times there are people and and it's with levity, they'll say, no, of course I'm not enjoying these workouts. Uh, and, and that's because there's a challenge to it, but there may be this sense of pride and accomplishment that come along with it. So it's worth, it's worth all of it, but 
you know, are there exercises, maybe I'm just asking people, are there exercises that you would like to contribute? Are there exercises you like? And if you like them, maybe we can implement them into their workout. Are there exercises that you really hate doing that I have you do on a regular basis? And if so, and people will say all of them, like they'll joke about this and, you know, are, are there exercises that you really enjoy? And they'll say, no, there are exercises that I just hate less <laughs> than, than what uh, other ones are. So can we do some of those exercises you enjoy more? And that's, that's cool, but that's not even part of the creativity part. That's just allowing yourself to have a conversation that works for your client. And then we can look at creativity in this process. So we can do things that our clients enjoy, that are beneficial, and then also follow a line of progression. It's not just random exercises. We pull out and those exercises might be cool, but... Is there a system that's provided? Or are you just picking random exercises? Are you a personal trainer that's good at doing exercises or good at doing programs that direct people towards their goal? Because random exercises are not things that direct people towards their goals. Programs are. Programs are filled with exercises. So can you put together a creative program with creative exercises that engage your clients and make them want to keep training with you? That they're creative, that make other people watching you train other people. They watch you train and they want to train with you. Why? Because it seems like you would be a trainer that would be fun to train with. If I had to work out, then I'd like to work out with you as a personal trainer. Let's look at some examples and explore what exercises and creativity can look like and can be implemented within a training program. So here's an example I want to give you. I want you to check out, I was on Instagram yesterday and I saw, this is NASM Master Instructor Andy Hanley. So Andy Hanley is my buddy and his Instagram account. I want you to go to it, Andy underscore athletics underscore. And this was on February 13th. So Super Bowl Sunday, 2022, he posted something on spinal mobility. It is in super speed. It happens super fast. He's got it on the fast forward mode. So you may have to watch it a few times, but it's brilliant. I commented on it. I saved it. I bookmarked it. I've gone back to look at it. He works on spinal mobility, puts his hands on the wall. He's got his feet moving. He works with his torso, his side against the wall. He's got his torso moving. He's got the lateral flexion and rotation going on with it. He's got the top of the trunk moving with his feet stable. He's got his feet stable with the trunk moving. There's so many varieties of what it is that he has done. And I'm watching this exercise after exercise after exercise. And I'm going, I want to do, I want to do that. I want to do that. I'm so jealous because you came up with so many good things and I didn't have that in my toolbox. And yet I am so happy that you posted it because now I got all those things in my toolbox, Andy. So shout out Andy Hanley. I thank you and appreciate you. And I, it's mine now. All of those things are mine. So thank you. But now let's apply that to other exercises, not just thoracic spine or spinal mobility. What about, what about lunges? We can take lunges and we can go through and start saying, well, all right, let's do lunges, typical sagittal plane, lunging forward, walking lunges, reverse lunges, stepping backwards, and then stepping up to balance, stepping up to single leg, step ups, 
All lunging movements, sagittal plane. Well, let's go frontal plane. Let's do the lunges side to side. Let's do it in different ways. Transverse plane with rotation. Let's do the, the bending leg up to the stance leg. Let's do the stance leg going over onto the bending leg. There's so many different varieties. There's a very popular now, the rear foot elevated lunge. Sometimes they call it a Bulgarian split squat. It's fine. I prefer the rear foot elevated split squat or a rear foot elevated lunge. And I, I was looking at it and I was like, man, that's great exercise. But what about the front foot elevated lunge? What? Oh, man, I didn't think about that. But you put the front foot up there, you can drop deep into a range of motion that you can't do in a squat. A lot of knee flexion, a lot of hip flexion, and being able to lift out of that. That's a, it's a different application, and it's something that just takes some creativity. If I can do something this way, can I do it this way also? So as a challenge, figure out what lunges you want to do. I want you to take lunges as an example and say, what are some of the creative approaches that I can take with lunging or split squats? And figure that out. Take some, take some time. Write it out. Figure it out. Some people lunge with a relatively long lunge. And they never deviate. That's just how they lunge or split squat. Why not shorten the lunge stance? So let's go short lunge. I love short lever lunges. I like it where my rear knee that doesn't have much weight on it is, is almost in line with the heel of my lead leg. That's, that's a really tight, narrow lunge. Can you do that? You can do it. You can do it. Keep good form on your front leg. Make sure that you've got all the, your, your, your weight is on your entire foot. A lot of times people do this and they try a short lunge and their heel comes off the ground. So you just got to keep the weight over the entire platform of your foot. And if you can maintain that, you can change in your lunge pattern as much as you want, as long as you're keeping the weight over there. And I know some people that are like, I like just doing a heel raise and just going off the ball of my foot. I know that I've done lunges where I start to work anterior tibialis. And so I keep the heel down. I keep the ball of the foot up. Oh, mind blown. Why is the mind blown? These are all things that if you take time and you focus on, how can I be creative and work my anterior tibialis at the same time I'm working my entire leg? It can come to you. But how does it come to you? I think sometimes we have to take this information, know that different things are possible, and then work on being creative. Work on writing it out. Think about things. Sit alone with no devices. Or if you have devices, it's only the notes app on your phone where you're writing things out, you're typing things out, and trying to figure it out. Try to figure some things out. Well, what about single leg balance exercises? Triplanar. You can go for distance, a long lever and short lever. You can do the moving of the arms. You can do the moving of the non-stance leg. You can move the pelvis on top of the femur without moving the stance leg. There's so many different things that you can do, and that's balance exercises. Now think about pushing exercises. Now about pulling exercises and trunk exercises, core 
exercises. Write out a list of exercises, of movements, and spend time thinking about what else I can do with that information. I encourage you, this is really what it's about. I encourage you to explore and be creative and then apply that creativity in a program that makes sense based on your client's goals, their needs, and their wants. And then let me know how it goes. Post some of your cool stuff on Instagram. If you're going to be creative, I want you to post some of your cool stuff on Instagram. You can tag me at dr.rickritchie. And I want to say thank you so much for taking time to listen to this and encourage you to be creative, to be thoughtful, to be unique, and to be smart, but to take all of these things and to apply it still into a program. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and um, tag me tag me. Put some cool stuff on there. I want to see what it is that you're working with. I appreciate it. My name is Rick Ritchie. You can uh, hit me up on Instagram at dr.rickritchie. You can email me at rick.ritchie at nasm.org. This has been the NASM CPT Podcast.